2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 1 says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. We faint not. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Verse 8, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Come on, take hold of this today. For this cause, verse 16, for this cause. Come on, say it with me. For this cause, out loud. Come on, let's read it together. For this cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, it works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. What a mighty God we have. What an amazing God. I love, I love the J.B. Phillips translation. Let's see it from verse 16. This is the reason why we never collapse. Aren't you glad God has brought us through 2021 and we've not collapsed? <laughs> Come on, He's kept us standing. The outward man, the outward man does indeed suffer wear and tear. But every day the inward man receives fresh strength. Come on, receive it today. These little troubles, which are really so transitory, are winning for us a permanent, glorious, and solid reward out of all proportion to our pain. For we are looking all the time, not at the visible things, but at the invisible. The visible things are transitory. It is the invisible things that are really permanent. Oh, come on. We just give you praise, Lord. And we thank you and we praise you. It is indeed a great honor for me today to be standing in the place of creative arts. Our choir and all the other participants have prepared for months on end to minister Christmas decked out a cause to celebrate. I really do consider it an honor. I know that you would very we all were very much desirous to see and to be ministered to today through this incredible event that has been so many, many months in preparation, but it's coming. It's coming, everybody. January the 2nd, two weeks from today. Please remember, please remember to get yourself registered. Registration starts today. We're going to have an amazing time. And it's going to be awesome. Verse 16 is where I want to just now take these next few moments and we're going to begin focusing right there. For this cause, for this cause, we faint not. Though our outward man perish, 
suffers wear and tear. The inward man is renewed day by day, receives fresh strength for this cause. We still have a cause to celebrate. We still have a cause to rejoice. We still have a cause to magnify. We're today going to take a few moments renewing our mind to our cause. Renewing our mind to our cause. The the result of this renewing is in verse 17. When you begin to break this verse down, verse 17, you find there's a, a sense of celebration. A sense of celebration over the fact that the light affliction, the little troubles are actually working for our good. The little troubles. Notice the Apostle Paul says little troubles. You know, when you're in the set situation many times, it doesn't feel little. It, does, it feels big. It feels overwhelming. But to this man, and he, he listed all of his little troubles later on, and you read about what this man encountered, But he says, in all of these little troubles, in all of this light affliction, they're working something, they're winning for us an eternal weight of glory. He's he's almost celebrating the fact. In another place, he he said, I even welcome hardship. I welcome it. It's, It's almost to the point of, I celebrate the fact that No, I may not be enjoying, and I'm not necessarily enjoying what I'm going through, but I know that what I'm going through is working for me. So I'm going to end up celebrating the deliverance and the freedom and the blessing that is going to come out of this trouble or this trial or this situation. It's like a celebration of the unseen things having a far greater impact than that which is seen. So today I want to add to part three uh, of our series that we began two weeks ago. I want to connect and add on part three, renewed in our cause to celebrate. Renewed in our cause to celebrate. And this series will be completed two weeks from today on January the 2nd. Renewing our cause or being renewed in our cause to celebrate. Now, verse 17 from the Phillips translation, these little troubles which are really so transitory. That word transitory, it means brief. That word transitory means short-lived. It means temporary. These little troubles which are so brief, they may not feel brief, but he says these little troubles which are so this light affliction which is so short-lived, which is temporary, they are winning for us a permanent, glorious, and solid reward. Everybody say reward. They're they're winning for us a permanent, glorious, and solid reward out of all proportion to our pain. Out of all proportion to our pain. When we're going through painful situations and we feel the pain, we feel the disappointment. Yesterday, there was some pain here. 
Yesterday we had about a hundred people in this room. And the decision had to be made. What are we going to do? And it was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make here at Nairobi Lighthouse Church. And when it was made, I saw the pain on people's faces. People that had given so much of their hours and days and, and, and their heart. Their heart is just so connected to, to, this, to this weekend and, and the, the desire to just be poured out and to minister and, and to this event. I, I saw disappointment. I saw tears on people's faces. And it, it's, it's, it was painful. It was not easy. It was a challenge to go through. And, and in the midst of that, in the midst of those moments, seeking to stay focused on the fact that we don't understand, we can't answer all the why, we don't really fully understand and what even makes it diff more difficult is so much of this is beyond our control. We so all, all often want to make sure we can control everything. Some things are out of our control. And yet in the midst of it, we sought to keep our focus that all of this is serving. It's serving to win for us something permanent. Come on, it's serving to work for us. We may not see it in its fullness right now, but we will see that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and who are called according to His purpose. Hallelujah. So with the events of yesterday, I began to reflect on last week's message, not realizing when I preached we would find ourselves living it out so quickly. You know, <laughs> you, when you minister a word, you just you don't necessarily always expect that bam, you're going to have to live it out immediately. But boy, this is what we've been having to do. And we, we found ourselves living it out uh, yesterday. And, and I, I just want to reflect on a few statements we made last week from the series. Much of the hope that we find in the Bible isn't really connected with circumstances. We spoke last week on our hope being renewed, that this season of Christmas, our cause for celebration, is that our hope is in our Savior. Our hope is in the one who came. And, and we talked about renewing of our hope last week, and, and we found that much of the hope in, that's found in the Bible isn't really connected with circumstances. It's connected with a choice. Much of the hope that you find in the, in the Scriptures is connected with a decision. With a decision. One of the keys to a life filled with hope is choosing and what you're dealing with and what you're walking through and what you're going through, and you can't see the end from the beginning. Everything around you is crazy. Everything around you is it's just going haywire. It's going crazy. When, you, when you're in that moment, one of the keys to maintaining that hope and being anchored, the Scripture talks about our, our, the, the hope that anchors us steadfastly it's, it's choosing to maintain your cause, to celebrate even when your circumstances 
are disappointing or your circumstance or your situation's painful. It's making that choice in that midst of the pain, in the midst of these unfavorable circumstances, everything's shifting and changing suddenly and rapidly, and we don't feel prepared for that change. It's making that choice, maintaining your call, choosing to maintain your cause that Jesus is still Lord. We're going to celebrate the fact that Jesus came and He took our place. Jesus is alive. We're going to celebrate, hallelujah, that He is very much a present help in the time of need and the time of trouble. So today we're making that choice once again. Today we choose to keep our cause for celebration alive. Today we declare that God is in control. Come on, church. God is in control. We choose to trust Him. We make a choice to trust Him like we talked last week in and through these challenging times. And we believe our transitory, our short-lived troubles, our brief and temporary troubles are winning for us a glorious and a solid reward. And I want you to take hold of this word reward for the next few moments. To have our cause for celebration renewed, alive within us. We're, 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 we, we've got the cause. We know the cause. It's, it's, it's still inside of us. No matter what we're dealing with and walking through, let's consider the rewards of renewal. The rewards of renewal. Though our troubles are, are short-lived, these short-lived troubles are winning for us a glorious, solid reward. And I want to minister for the next few moments on the rewards of renewal. You see, we've in, we here at Lighthouse, we've devoted the entire year. The year's not over. There's a few more days left in 2021. But we've in, devoted we've devoted the entire year to being renewed in our relationship with God, first and foremost. That fresh strength, that time in His presence. We've been reading the Bible through together this year. As a church family, we've just sought to keep ourselves renewed and walking in that place of renewal in our relationship with God and with one another, as well as those within our ever-changing world. And we're considering, in the considering of the unprecedented circumstances we have, we have encountered in 2021, what a timely theme it has been for us. And I thank God that we were uh, we were at the beginning of 2021 really focusing on renewing, renewing ourselves, being renewed, renewing our minds. And so I want to thank you for embracing the Word. I want to thank you for seeking to live the Word of God. I want to thank you for even in those times when it's not been easy, even in those seasons and those moments of tears and those moments of, of struggle, thank you for keeping your heart focused and keeping your mind renewed and seeking to listen and allow the Holy Spirit to have His way of impartation, impartation into, your, into your heart and into your life. Thank you so very much. Now, I want us to take a moment and just be honest. Well, it's not, we're not going to be honest for just a moment, but let's, let's just be honest one with another. While we're not serving God to be rewarded, we are... Our, we we, we want to check our motive. We're not serving God for His reward. What more could God give us than eternal life? 
What more could God give us than His Holy Spirit? He's already, he, what more could God do for us than taking us out of darkness and bringing us into the kingdom of light? We don't serve God for reward. We're not in this for what we get out of it. We serve Him because we love Him. Without Him, our life would be a mess. It was a, already a, quite a mess when He found us. And He's given and, and he's, he's put within our hearts eternal life. So what more of a reward could we have for that? But let's be honest, none of us really mind it, do we, when God sends us a blessing. None of us really mind it when God sends us one or two blessings or even 20 blessings. We're like, come on, Lord. Thank you. Bring it on. Bring it on. I claim it, Lord. I receive it. I'm so grateful to you, Lord. I've been praying over this. I've been looking to you. I've been believing for this. Thank you. And, and, and that's amazing. But even if it doesn't happen, he's still Lord. We still serve him. We still keep our hearts in his presence and love him because he's done more than we could ever have dreamt that he would do for us. So let's look at a few rewards of renewal. Rewards of renewal. Miss Amy and I and our, our entire staff, we're just believing God that as you, Nairobi Lighthouse Church, you've been so committed to walk in the Word of God and to serve the Lord, and you've given so much toward His plan and purposes, even in our, in our house, in our family, in our local church. We're believing for reward to come. We're believing God to richly reward His, His church, His people. And so I want us to look at a few rewards of keeping our lives renewed and walking in renewal. And the classic example is found in the Old Testament. At the time when Moses sent 12 spies to spy out the promised land, and you know the story. After nearly 450 years of bitter bondage, over 400 years of bitter bondage in Egypt, God brought the children of Israel out. He, he, he took them across the Red Sea, which opened. They went over on dry ground. And in three and a half weeks, the Bible says uh, around roughly three and a half weeks, we, we read that they came to the, to the border of Canaan, to the border of prom, the promised land, a place called Kadesh Barnea. And it was there that Moses sent in 12 spies at Kadesh Barnea, to go into the land, into the promised land, to view it and to see what kind of a land it is. And they brought back fruits and they brought back the blessings, some of the blessings of the promised land. And they stood before the people to give their report. And 10 of the 12 spies gave to the congregation, to the entire people of Israel, an evil report. Yes, it's a good land. It does flow with milk and honey, but there are giants in the land. And we're not able to deal with them. They are too great for us. And upon hearing that report, fear ran through the entire congregation. But there were two spies. Their names, Caleb and Joshua. And they were the ones who stood up. And that's where we're going to pick up the story in verse 30 of Numbers 13. Look at this. Caleb interrupted and he called for silence. Or Moses, 
And he said, let's go up and take the land now. We can do it. But the others said, we can't attack these these people. They're way stronger than we are. Verse 32, they spread scary rumors among the people of Israel. They said, we scouted out the land from one end to the other. It's a land that swallows people whole. Everybody we saw was huge. Why, even we saw the Nephilim giants, the Anak giants come from the Nephilim. Alongside them, we felt like grasshoppers, and they looked down on us as if we were grasshoppers. And in that moment, Caleb and Joshua sought to quieten the people. In that moment where fear is now rampant and running through the crowd, Caleb stood up and called, he pleaded for the people to quieten down and to settle down. And he began now, he began to minister, he began to be focused and saying, hey, let's go in. These people are, are, are bred for us. Let's go and, and take this land. They were the only two out of the 12 leaders who stayed the course. And from Caleb's example, we're going to learn some rewards, some rewards of renewal. Number one, clarity. Clarity in times of confusion. Here we see Caleb just so focused and so clear as he stands and says, we are more than able. Let's go in right now. When confusion and fear is rampant throughout the congregation, Caleb stood and he was very, very focused and very clear, as well as confidence. He had confidence in that moment of crisis for the decision that was about to be made would affect this nation for 40 years. For 40 years, the the decision that was about to come out of this, of this, this moment would affect the entire nation and they would wander in the wilderness for 40 long years. But right prior to this, we see a man, two men, very confident in that moment of crisis. When the people of Israel came to this crossroads and with, with fear gripping their hearts, it was Caleb who focused on their cause. It was Caleb who brought them back to their cause. Caleb said, God was the one who brought us out of Egypt. After all these hundreds of years, it was God who performed the mighty miracles to bring us across the the, the Red Sea. It was God who's provided for us all of this time. Oh, it's God's desire that we go in and we possess. Because you see, when God brought the children of Israel out, He told them from the beginning, I'm bringing you out to bring you in. I'm bringing you out to bring you in. God never said, I'm bringing you out. Boss, watcha. No, He said, I'm bringing you out to bring you in. That's the cause. That's the purpose. That's what He said. You're going to be my people. You're going to go into that land that I have set aside for you. I'm going to bring you into a land. He began to describe from the beginning. He began to describe this land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. You will go in, my people, and you will harvest crops that you've never planted. You will go in and you will live in houses that you've never built. They've already been built for you. The crops have already been planted for you. I brought you out to bring you in. That's my cause, God said. That's my purpose. And now here we are on the border 
of the promised land. And God, oh, he's waiting. And Caleb, his man, stands up, his spokesman, and he says, for this cause, guys, let's not throw it away. In the midst of this moment, this crisis, oh, he was, he was so confident. He stayed focused on God's call. It was Caleb in the midst of this crisis being joined by Joshua who confidently said in Numbers chapter 14 and verse 9, their defenses are gone. They are bread for us. And amazingly, these two men sought to have Israel celebrate this opportunity. They wanted the nation to lay hold of this this, this opportunity and to celebrate it. Guys, we have an opportunity here. Come on, let's celebrate this moment. This is, a, this, is a, this is a defining moment in the history of our nation. This is a defining moment. And let's celebrate it. This is an opportunity. Have you ever heard of anything like this happening before? Where God brings one nation out of another and then brings them into a land already prepared for them. Come on, let's celebrate the moment. Let's not give and lose the moment. Let's go in and take our promised possession. Let's go in. We've waited so long to receive this. Let's not throw it away. It was Caleb who stayed focused on the cause. And Numbers 14.24 gives us the inside story and the key to Caleb's clarity in this confusion and his confidence in this crisis. It says, my servant, God told God told Moses, my servant Caleb, because he had a different spirit with him and has fully followed me, him I will bring into the land he entered and it would belong to his descendants. I noticed that phrase, a different spirit. The New Century Version says, my ser- servant Caleb thinks differently. He thinks differently. I took note of that right there. You know what that speaks to me? That speaks renewal. Caleb had a renewed mind. He had a renewed mind. He had a different mindset. He and Joshua had a different attitude towards this whole situation. He kept his mind fixed on the cause. He kept his mind fixed on the plan of God. In the midst of all of this doubt and fear, in the midst of all of this this, uh, this, this moment of decision that's about to be made. He, he, when everything nationally is spinning out of control, it was Caleb who focused and stayed committed to the cause. He lived out. He followed fully that which his mind embraced through renewal, and he was rewarded. God said he's going to receive. The land that he saw, he's going to see it. And it's not only going to be his, it's going to be his descendants forever. Come on, God rewards faith. God rewards faithfulness. And then secondly, the second reward, the rewards of renewal is proper self-perception. Proper self-perception. Caleb and Joshua perceived. They perceived properly that they were God's people. They were called and chosen of God. Increased self-esteem and faith-filled expectations. Listen, God declared that the children of Israel were His people. It was God who declared that the children of Israel were His people and that He had prepared this place of destiny for them. 
However, the distorted, negative self-image that Israel had, it stopped most of them from ever experiencing. Most of them, 20 years and above, never went in and experienced what God had already prepared for them. You know why? Because they saw. They saw themselves. You see, God saw them as His people, but they saw themselves as grasshoppers, lesser, lower than others that they were going to go in and conquer. They saw themselves lower. Their, their, their image of themselves, their low self-esteem, their, 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 their self-perception, it was, it was improper. They didn't see themselves as God saw them. And it caused them to be hindered. They didn't consider themselves in that manner that in which God had already spoken. They saw themselves unable to achieve. They saw themselves unable to walk in what God had destined for them. Their expectation of themselves and their low self-esteem compromised their faith in God. But Caleb and Joshua, on the other hand, saw themselves the way God saw them. And thus they had faith in God. They put their faith in Him to bring them into the promised land, to stand strong and confident, to have that proper perspective, to have that proper self this perspective, uh, that, that self-perception. They, 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 were, they were men who understood who they were in God, that they're called and chosen and equipped by God. Come on, this is, this is an amazing uh, truth here. And so, listen, what we think of ourselves impacts our forward living. What we think of ourselves impacts our forward living. And God wants us to go forward. God wants us to go in. God wants us to possess. God wants us to take hold of His promises. So, keep renewing your mind to the Word of the Lord. Keep renewing your mind to what God has spoken and you will be rewarded. The year of renewal is not over yet. We have a few more days being renewed in the things of God to His plan and His purpose for our life. It establishes who God declares we are and what He has created us to accomplish for His glory and to accomplish and become. It builds our self-esteem. Come on, it's so important that we renew and stay renewed in what God says and what God says and who we are in Him. It causes us to discover as we stay renewed, come on, one of the great rewards of renewal is the discovery of our potential. To be able to discover as we enter this Word and let the Holy Spirit break it down for us, let the Holy Spirit teach us, let the Holy Spirit impart it into our hearts. It helps us to make discoveries of our potential and who God has called us to be and what He desires for us to do. Woo! It empowers us to grow and to become our very best for His glory, for His honor, in Jesus' name, that we become the very, very best. Finally, when we live a renewed life, keeping the cause at the center, we are rewarded with a correct perception of who God is. Of who God is. When we renew our minds and we keep our cause for celebration, 
oh, of our great God. <laughs> we ha- hold on to our cause for celebrating an amazing God. I believe all of us realize that God nor His kingdom operates anything like this world. The world with its religious concepts driven by man's philosophies or errors. It's, it's diametrically opposed to the ways of God. And when we renew our hearts and our minds in His Word, putting God in His rightful position, then God begins to move within us and we come to that understanding of who God is and who he, what He's done for us. We return to that place of perceiving Him as the all-self-sufficient, the self-existing one who is above all. He's above all. Whatever you're facing right now, whatever you're going through right now, our God is above it. He's above it all. And He will lift you up. The Scripture says there is a lifting up and that we can come up higher and we can move fully into what He has determined for us to be and to do. Church, we still have a cause. We still have a cause to celebrate. We still have a cause to celebrate for Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega. He has come. He's come right into the midst of our crisis. He's come right into the midst of our calamity. He's come right into the midst of our confusion. And so we're going to continue renewing our minds, renewing our hearts on who He is and keeping our focus and keeping ourselves. Whatever you may find yourself dealing with this Christmas, We're going to pray right now. We're going to finish our time together. And I want you to, I want you to take hold of what God has offered us. Let nothing stop us this season. Let nothing stop you this season from celebrating God's blessing, celebrating the coming of Christ. I want to pray for you that we will keep Jesus at the very center. We will keep our minds renewed. Whatever we deal with, whatever we have to face in our families, whatever we have to face in our situations over the holidays, we're going to pray for you right now for the strength of God to be your portion, that your mind is stayed fixed on the cause. Come on. Not everybody's going to celebrate that cause with you. Not everybody's going to rejoice in that cause with you this Christmas. There can, and, and most likely will be many in your family who will not s- celebrate that cause with you. But we're going to stay in faith and focused in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me and let me just agree with you in prayer? How many of you are traveling this, this season? This, you're going to be going out of town, maybe by road or by air or by donkey. Oh, whatever mode of transportation you're taking. Come on, wave a hand. Oh, we're going to pray for you for safety and safe travel. And that when you gather with your family and your friends, that your heart and your mind is stay so focused. Christmas is a challenging time. It's a challenging time to keep our values, to hold on to our values and to stay focused and stay committed. But you have the Holy Spirit resident within you. You have the Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, come on, lift our hands in His presence. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank You that we have a cause to celebrate. We want to thank You, Father, that You have 
sent Jesus into the midst of our calamity, into the midst of our crisis, into the midst of our confusion. Jesus, we celebrate. We hold our, our cause. We hold our, our course. We stay the course to celebrate your goodness and your favor and your kindness. Lord, this season, I pray for everyone traveling. We agree together for safety. We plead the blood of Jesus over your people. Ask you, Father, for traveling mercy, safety on the highways, in the air, every mode of transportation, God, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that your people will go and return safely. And while there, Jesus, be the center of it all. Jesus, that our minds will continue to be renewed, that nothing will be lost in Jesus' name. Nothing in our hearts will be distracted or pulled away. Lord, thank you for blessing this congregation with such a beautiful, beautiful Christmas. And Lord, when we get back together on January 2nd, we're just so ready. We're so ready, Father, to continue to see our cause for celebration renewed and to receive from your people. We give you the praise. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, come on, celebrate him right now. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. May you have a beautiful, merry, happy, blessed Christmas. Don't eat too much. You got to be able to fit your suit and your dress when you come back on the second. Have a beautiful, beautiful time, everybody. Thank you for coming today. We love you. Happy Christmas.